0: Hi guys, welcome to episode 20 of the Mental Health Podcast. So today I'm going to do something that I don't usually do all the time, probably usually I think I did my last true crime episode, the 10th episode. So I think every 10 episodes or so I'll probably do a true crime episode because I just absolutely love them. So, you know, I'm a I'm a whore for, you know, true crime stuff, I really am. So this is my second true crime guest on the podcast. Um, My last one was the murder of Natalie Mirabal, that was episode 10, so if you want to go check that out as well, you can do. This week is going to be the case of Eric Huffman, and this was based in April 2003 um, in Pittsburgh, so I'm just going to go right ahead into it really and tell you the story. So in April 2003, officers respond to a 911 call um, from a woman, woman? (laughs) woman called Monique Huffman and she said that her brother Eric has stumbled onto their front porch almost unconscious and looks like he's been badly badly beaten especially on his head so she said that he was dropped off by a car but the sister didn't see who was driving so when the police got there they checked out the scene they saw that he looked like he'd had blunt force trauma to the head sent him straight to the hospital unfortunately at the hospital eric died from his injuries and when monique got questioned again by the police she just quickly raised suspicions because she said she was in the kitchen but then the police officer was like but you're saying that you heard a knock at the door and it was eric but if you were in the kitchen then how did you see that a car dropped him off and she was like well i I didn't see it i heard it drive away and all of a sudden, I know grief makes you act strange and whatever, but you're going to remember something like that. You either saw the car or you didn't. That's immediately weird that you can't remember whether you did see a car or not. Now, two best friend detectives, John and Ray, went to the house to look at the scene. And there was absolutely no evidence of blood or anything, like up the front to, um, front porch, towards the front door. There's just no blood. And after seeing like the head injury and that, they were like, there's no way that this guy has stumbled up this front porch if there's absolutely no blood here, it's just ridiculous. So they asked the police officer that was there, the first one at the scene, where exactly he found Monique and Eric. And he said, right there by the front door where they were stood, but there was just no blood anywhere, not even at the door or inside of the door. So the officer said that Monique stayed behind to grab some things, Um, before going to the hospital and so they thought that was a bit odd so they had a closer inspection and it looked like the floor had been cleaned really well nothing was out of place nothing at all and it smelled of bleach so Monique had cleaned the floor before going to the hospital and I'm sorry but like that's just so obvious to me it and it was to the detectives they were so so suspicious of Monique it's like if your brother has literally just been beaten almost to death, you would not bother about cleaning the floor, you'd be right back to that hospital, wouldn't you? The detectives came to the conclusion that he either came up to the front door with the head wound, which was really significant, completely covered, so it just didn't bleed anywhere, or he was already in the house when he got those injuries, because why else would there be the fresh smell of bleach and completely clean floor inside the house? So obviously, with suspicions being raised, they decided to mooch around the whole house and they found a massive jacket that obviously didn't belong to Eric because he was like a really skinny kind of small guy and this was a massive jacket. So it seemed like the sister lied because they did ask, like, who else do you live with? And she said, no one, I live alone. And also they lifted a small rug in the living room just in front of the couch and found a pool of blood so the detectives then went to tell Eric's mother that he'd been killed and she was just absolutely distraught and when they were asking questions like did Eric have any enemies anyone that would want to hurt him just you know genuine questions that they always ask she was like not at all and they ask about Monique's partner and she just said well I love my daughter for who she is her choices are her choices that was all she said so basically hinting that he wasn't really that great of a guy In the autopsy they did um, x-rays of the head and it came back that he hadn't actually been beaten at all he'd actually been shot and the head wound was so bloody messy that you know to other people looking it looked like it was blunt force trauma (laughs) trauma to the head sorry that's really inappropriate to laugh like that but I was laughing at my voice obviously not the trauma so it was actually um, a bullet wound there was no exit wound so it looked like it had gone in point-blank range because there was, like, burns on his head as well. So it's, like, definitely been point-blank range and on on a downward angle. And it had lodged in the back of the neck. It hadn't actually come out. So with this information, it was pretty clear that it's an absolute miracle that he did not drop dead on the spot. It's crazy that he even stayed alive for the time that he did. It, oh, it's crazy. I can't believe that. Imagine being shot point-blank in the head and you survive it. Imagine the pain. Poor guy. So they were thinking well, it's either by someone taller than him because it was shot at a downward angle, or he could have been sitting on the couch and was shot then. There was also no, no signs of struggle, so he was obviously comfortable and familiar with whoever did this to him. the detectives then went back to Monique's house and went really really hard in on her with more questions they asked again about the car you know did she or didn't she see it how could she see it if she was in the kitchen um asked about the men's clothes that were far too big to be Eric's and about the blood found in the living room why the blood was cleaned by her before going to the hospital she obviously got really really defensive and they asked you know what are you hiding tell us now And Monique was actually heavily pregnant at this time and decided to go into labour. Pretend bloody labour. She got pushed in a very uncomfortable position being questioned. Obviously a really good excuse to get out of it. So they had to take her to the hospital and then they couldn't really question her for a few days one of the detectives Ray decided to go alone to the house with a warrant to take pictures and tried to recreate the scene in his head and tried to find more evidence to prove Monique's story isn't true because then he can take that to the courts um, the other detective John couldn't actually go because he was he was attending the funeral of his mum he'd actually, she'd actually just died um, so she was he was taking um, a couple of days off to, to to deal with that so Ray wouldn't have been going alone normally but this time he did he actually ended up getting shot by someone in the house um one in the back and one in the head um and that's just so so horrible he got shot in the back and then to the head he didn't even have the time to pull his gun out of his holster so he obviously got ambushed there John rushed to the scene when he was told and was absolutely devastated they believed that whoever killed the detective was the same person who killed Eric quite obvious I mean, these guys were genuine best friends, not just work friends, they went on holidays with each other with their wives and kids, so can you imagine, you've just lost your mum so you're taking time off, which you never do, and then your best friend gets killed as well, like, that's absolutely devastating, I can't even imagine, this just inspired John to go back to work and start working on the case again with a vengeance, and he'd actually found a note that his partner Ray had left, saying that he was meeting a guy called Earl Foster. So while John was off for those couple of days, this Ray had got in touch with the landlord of Monique's house, and the landlord was like, oh, I don't have anything to do with that house, it's actually passed down to my son, he does all the maintenance work and all of that, his name's Earl. So Ray, the detective, was like, well, will Earl know Monique then? And the landlord was like, oh yeah, 100%, like, he knows her quite well. So... They looked into him and he was actually on parole for attempting to run over two police officers and that John had actually arrested him before and he got sent to prison. The detective was sure that this Earl was Monique's boyfriend. So Monique was actually being questioned again at the station at this point and John was like, look, let's let her go and she will lead us straight to this Earl guy. They got unmarked police cars, air surveillance following Monique to wait until she met up with this Earl. Finally, many pulled up to an apartment building and parked up next to a black Camaro car, which was rumored to be this Earl's car. So it's pretty obvious, right? We've got the guy. This is literally where he's living. Um, she was taking groceries up there, and so the police were notified to be standing by. Um, Earl eventually had walked outside to have a cigarette or something outside the building, and police cars were absolutely everywhere with their guns, telling him to stand down. He took his gun and started shooting. Luckily, he didn't kill anyone he shot at the officers but missed um but the police ended up actually um shooting him dead and that's it that's how it was caught how he was caught by a shootout like that um you know and it just goes to show just because of monique covering for her boyfriend another person got killed and she was actually never charged with any crime which is crazy i think you know if she had not been a woman or she hadn't been pregnant there's no way that she wouldn't have been charged with that Surely that's like messing with police. Oh, I can't remember the word. But it's like you're not helping police in their in their work. I think, you know, she showed absolute no loyalty to her brother whatsoever. You know, she must have been distraught because they were apparently quite close. She must have been scared, felt trapped because she was pregnant um, and didn't know what else to do. Maybe was scared of him. I mean, this guy shot a police officer without a care in the world shot his girlfriend's brother without a care in the world and tried to run over two police officers i mean this guy obviously didn't care and was in a fourth thing included in that shootout really really sad case um of, of eric because imagine him knowing that her sister was just his sister was just not bothering to try and get justice she was trying to hide everything it's just absolutely crazy so the poor bloke had been killed sat in his couch so that's it for that case i hope you enjoyed the story um there's actually a real detective episode on this on netflix if you want to go and check it out um it's quite a good episode they sort of play it out and everything um but yeah respects and thoughts to poor eric i mean he was young and he had his life ahead of him and it's Monique really that comes across across worse in all of this I just think you know how could you do that to your brother it's ridiculous but anyway I'll see you next week guys